everyone, and welcome back to Orphan Entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Christopher, and with me as always, the short but educational, Lydia. <laughs> I'm not that short. <laughs> I'm not I short know, at but... all, am I? I think I'm tall for a, li- oh, for a woman, which comes into the later videos, but <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but I, I was really struggling for a pun for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, thanks. I, I I can think of worse ways to be descriptive, described, blah, described than being <laughs> educational. You and I are both having that problem tonight, I think, Christopher. Yeah, have- yeah. Uh, <laughs> right off the bat, uh, my apologies to anyone. I'm having a hard time putting two words together. <laughs> or more. Me. Yeah, exactly. So sentences, <laughs> sentences, sentences being problem. <laughs> Vocabulary. Word box too small. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> too small. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Twi- Twitter's too wordy. Twitter's so yeah. yeah, that's true. Which I have a comment about Twitter later on, but let's, uh, again. <laughs> well, thanks, Christopher. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled to have you trip. here. <laughs> trip back into it yeah we, i think we've got some fun stuff to talk about this month uh before we get into that i want to just do the usual kind of remind people where you can find us we are of course on itunes and stitcher radio where you can get every episode of orphan entertainment you can find our actual website at orphanentertainment.com and if you want to send us any feedback uh or wait uh, sound files to you know if you want to Put your whether it's email or uh, audio, you can email that to orphanentertainment at gmail.com. Yeah, you too can be famous. Hear your own voice on Orphaned Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and we will play it. We will. We might bleep out some of the words, but we'll play it. <laughs> if you go over to YouTube and search for Orphan Entertainment, you will find all the films that we have covered on Orphan Entertainment, including the four short films that we're going to be discussing today. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook. That's where a lot of our discussions and uh, feedback happens. And we're always thrilled to read your thoughts on our episodes, past or present. We will take a short break, and then when we get back, we'll get into our topic. Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog. All right, this month we are looking at four short uh, educational films, I guess you could call it. There's tons of these things in the public domain. These are all these fun things that used to sit in school and, and have to watch you know, during assemblies. Mm-hmm. Now, we did uh, put on our Facebook page that we were going to be discussing this, and we asked if there was any that people would come across that might be favorites of theirs. We did get a couple of responses that are, are worth mentioning. Good friend Stephen Sullivan there brought up one. I think it was called The House in the Middle, and it was uh, one of those wonderful, you know, how to how to survive an atomic blast kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I got a kick out of it. It, it d- demonstrates where uh, you know, they had three houses set up on sort of like the, the outskirts of an atomic bomb blast. And they showed how a well-painted and well-cared-for house uh, <laughs> withstands the heat blast. And I was like, you know, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is less about how to survive an atomic attack and more about just how to 
beautify the neighborhood. Yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, very interesting. My Actually, my, my first thought was like, well, you know, with the amount of lead that was probably in the paint, <laughs> I could see. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like its own safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Chris Cree posted. And I, oh, I meant to go back and watch this one because just by the, the title alone and who produced it, I wanted to watch it. And I forgot all about it. And I didn't get a chance. It's called About Bananas from Castle Films. A William Castle film about bananas. I mean, how did I forget that? <laughs> I, now I have to know, is it really about bananas? Yeah, good question. We should just pause right here and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm tempted. <laughs> uh, then uh, Daniel Sample uh, added one, and I got a kick. I did watch this one. It's called One Got Fat, and it's about bicycle safety. And it's the weirdest thing. Because all the kid it has it stars a bunch of kids riding their bikes and each one demonstrating either the right or wrong way to ride a bicycle through your your neighborhood streets, and, but they're all wearing monkey masks. So now explain <laughs> to me how one did get fat. Well, the one that got fat, see, they're all carrying their lunches, or one in particular was carrying everybody's lunches. And everybody else was exercising poor bicycle safety and got killed, <laughs> leaving the one kid who had all the lunches, <laughs> who, who used the right hand signals and uh, kept an eye out for everything and didn't do any goofy stunts. And so he got to go to the park and eat all the lunches. But that one was very weird. I'd recommend that one because that one's one of those ones where you sit and watch it. And, I, and I'm warning you. Now it gets dark fast. <laughs> I didn't have that warning. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna after this. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna sit down and watch all three of those, and I'm going to respond on Facebook after having watched each of them. My initial impressions, because I feel like all three of those are worth a good watch. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So there you go, folks. Go to Facebook and search for Orphan Entertainment and uh, read Lydia's comments. <laughs> Look for my comments because you know they'll be great. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> there'll be something to read. <laughs> maybe in a bad way (laughs) well I think we should get into the ones that we we decided to discuss we picked four of them we each picked two and then we decided we shared the the ones that we picked with each other and uh, I know we both got uh, some notes some more than others (laughs) some of us do more (laughs) research than others though so to be fair some of us tried and couldn't find a lot of research on these things. That's the only downside, unfortunately, is most of these are produced and they don't, you know, star anybody with a few with few exceptions. Mm-hmm. And so there's really not a great deal of information floating around out there, at least not that I could find on a lot of these. Mm-hmm. So it was a little a little disappointing. I found a little background information on some of the um topics or some of the people there's one in particular that actually has a name that's actually you know fairly well known so there's some but not as much as we usually have for our films right well i think the two that i picked were part of like produced series specifically you know aimed toward a specific group of people trying to get their support or um compliance so you know, they are, I think, more, it may be easier to find out more about the series than about the individual videos. But you're right. Most of these didn't seem to have uh, very notable names in them. Well, the first one I thought we would go back and kind of go in uh, chronological order. Boy, there you go. I found the word. I was 
Yeah. <laughs> I was searching for that word earlier <laughs> before we started recording. I was searching for that word. Fine. <laughs> yeah, we will go in chronological order, roughly. Uh, we're going to start in 1945 with a short film called Kids Must Eat. Now, this is one I actually did find some peripheral information about. This uh, short film starred the Quiz Kids. And the Quiz Kids was, let me see, get my notes here. Uh, the Quiz Kids was a radio and then television series. It was created in Chicago, and but then was mimicked in uh, several other cities. It first appeared on the Blue Network, which was run by NBC, but that uh, the Blue Network was eventually split off and eventually became ABC. Yeah, on Monday nights, apparently, with Joe Kelly. Yes, Joe Kelly. You know, see, I, wish I, I had more notes on this guy. <laughs> and I can't find them. I don't know where I wrote them down. Oh. Yes, it was hosted by Joe Kelly. And then it was it was kind of think of um think of it as a little bit like the the, the show that's on now uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> only it only stars fifth graders. Exactly. Well, it stars a variety of kids of a variety yeah. of ages. Uh and they would ask them certain questions of everything from geography to science to math problems yeah i was honestly and this was one of my picks and the reason that i picked it i i was looking for i watched a whole lot of them that i was specifically looking for older ones and i saw a lot that were you know about how to eat healthy for kids and that kind of thing you know personal hygiene for kids and in this one i pulled up because of the title but what captured me about it and what i just couldn't stop watching was it starts off by saying that this is entirely unrehearsed and they start asking Joe Kelly starts asking these kids, these questions I feel are pretty, some of them are pretty difficult. Advanced. Yeah. Advanced questions. Um, you know, everything from, you know, name the state by its outline, which I couldn't do, you know, I could do maybe like four, you know, it, and right. I probably couldn't do Colorado because Colorado looks like another state that I can't remember the name of, but you know, <laughs> they're basically rectangles, but you know, I might, yeah, I'd have a 50, 50 chance, but you know, they, and they ask them these questions and these kids are just snapping off the answers. And I couldn't, I was just fascinated to know whether these are exceptionally intelligent children or whether they just grab these kids and they're just a sample of education at the time. Yeah, I got a, found it, some of the questions interesting when they started going into the, uh, what Shakespearean character would you like to marry? I couldn't believe it. What? Yeah, <laughs> well, and they, and they ask a question about um, uh, Huckleberry Finn, was it? Mm -hmm. Tom Sawyer. And, right. <laughs> and the, the kids actually knew who who the character had spoken to and they said it one of the you know one of the kids knew or two of the kids knew and uh and you're right and then you know they move on to all these different subjects and at one point they said you know name the state based on its outline and they actually could which i mean i can't imagine a kid now who's especially not one that's not one that's not in a talented and gifted class being able to do anything even remotely like that. You know, they say that most kids today can't even recognize their own state on a map of the U.S. Right. And, uh, and that blew my mind. And then, you know, it, near the end, they start asking this word problem. Now, here's a hard one. It's estimated that there are 30 million school children in the United States. How many gallons of milk would it take to give each of them one half pint every school day for one year 
if the school year is 200 days. Joe? Well, for a half a pint for 200 days for each of them, that would be 100 times per year for each of them. And there's, there's eight pints in a gallon, so that would be 12 and a half gallons per year for each of them. And 12 and a half times 30 is 375. And that times a million is 375 million gallons of milk. Right, and I hope you're drinking your share. And incidentally, Mr. Kelly, sometimes I drink some of that every day I'm in school. Well, great. And later on, I'm going to tell you just how important that is. And I couldn't do that. <laughs> You know, I took algebra. I still couldn't do that. No, I just, I want to stuff that kid in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just want to get him back for your grade school days, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but it blew my mind. I mean, watching these kids, it, they're not, you know, rehearsed. They fidget, and you can tell they're kids. They're acting like kids. But right. they definitely come up with these answers that I think I. I wouldn't have known that. It's just incredible. Oh, it, it, is, it is impressive. It, very impressive. And I got a kick out of Joe Kelly, the host, because he does a great job of, well, I think even uh, there was a, a, a quote from him on some page that I saw uh, an interview with him, and he said it himself. He said, I wouldn't have known most of the answers if I didn't have it written on a card exactly. in front of me. Exactly. <laughs> and, so, and he does a he does a great job of really playing the, I don't want to say the, um, I don't know, the dumb one, but that's not what I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but I did. Kind of the straight man? <laughs> the straight man, I suppose, yeah. to these kids that are really whip smart. And so he, he actually does the thing where like, well, let me check it. He's trying to, he's sort of, he's sort of flummoxed a little bit. Yep. He, uh, there was even one, I got a kick. He takes off his glasses to clean his glasses. But there's no lens yes, in the, in the I frame. <laughs> I noticed that too. Well, I love it too because one of the he's the comic relief. He really is. He he really is. Yeah, he's the comic relief. They're the straight man. Um, and I love too. You know, there's a point when one of the kids he's asking who do you marry in Shakespeare and David. I'm afraid I'd be a bigamist because I marry a I marry Sylvia in Two Gentlemen of Verona because she was very honest. Uh huh. And I'd marry Orpheo and Hamlet. What did you say that would make you? Bigamous. Plan six alive. Uh, Ruthie, what's the young lady think of all this? Uh, I'm, I'd like to marry Hamlet, but except that he wasn't very much of a man of action, and I'd like to marry a man of action. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, it's like he can't believe this kid pulled the word bigamist, you know? This kid is maybe 12. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, this kid is like, I would marry both these women, so it would make me a bigamist, you know? <laughs> He's just like, I can't believe this kid just said that. So, which, you know, we have the same reaction when we're watching it. Right. How are these kids so smart? I, don't, I mean, I, they're still just kids, though. It's really, you can tell that it hasn't been rehearsed, especially, as you were saying, because some of the reactions that he has. Exactly. Yeah, and then, of course, you would go through this, and it's just, they talk about you know, music. He plays a few bars on a piano, and the kids have to guess what the song is. Uh, they go through all this blah blah, and you're going. It's all these squids, and then finally, <laughs> yeah, they finally sort of segue into with the the milk question. Yes. And then he mentions that all about hell healthy 
diets and you can help and they with a few dollars I'm like wait a minute wait a minute this is about lunch yeah well and it's interesting because this is something produced by the USDA and you can tell they they saw that this thing was really popular possibly really popular with parents and so mm-hmm. they you know so they said oh well let's get Joe Kelly and these kids to do this little bit and ask people right. to help pay for school lunches because that's really the the end message to this is you can help by supporting school lunches. Which I'm guessing, you know, I did, I didn't know, I didn't even think to look and see what the kind of history of the the provided school lunch was. I was that maybe not something that was as. I mean, to now we kind of take it for granted. Schools have lunches. You go in and pay a couple bucks and you get a lunch. Exactly. Uh, uh, quality of which is debatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Apparently, in 1945, the quality was excellent, though. It looked like you know. Four or five things on a tray and milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it all, it all looked how many? I think you had like a sandwich, and it looked like it was like literally bread that someone sliced and put together. It, you know, not, not, nothing, nothing was processed or anything, of course. And I mean, yeah, because during that era, that was before the major mechanization of food production. You know, they're still showing vegetables and cows and things, and we don't really. Our food doesn't really come from that anymore. (laughs) That sounds horrible, but it's true. It does. It comes (laughs) from chemicals and they combine five or 10 ingredients that are different chemicals and then they add something to give it texture and here, have some food. And it's not really even food. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, pizza. I know. (laughs) That's a whole different conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That I think is what makes this one very interesting is because it does put you in a time that we are really not familiar with. Because it is something that we, like I said, we take for granted today. But in 1945, it was obvious that it was something that they needed to promote and to try to encourage. Well, I found an interesting tidbit. Um, And the program was actually established by Harry Truman in 1946. So this video was produced a year before it was really instigated. But, you know, that makes sense for production timing and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was intentionally to promote this new school lunch act. Um, you know, so it was basically the federal government was coming up with this option. And obviously, you know, they're showing that there's so many kids in the U S that are starving. They're not getting a good school lunch. Weirdly, we still have this problem. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know if you're aware of that guys, but apparently it's a big issue where a lot of kids are starving to death because not because they don't eat, but because they don't eat healthy food. They don't eat correctly, right? Yeah, that's something they're talking about 60 years ago, and we still have the same problem in 2015. Hello. What year are we in? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, 60 years, and we're still dealing with the same stuff. So, uh, again, that's a whole other conversation about the government. But but all that to say, it's interesting that this is such a big part of history. We take this for granted. We all grew up with school lunches. Um, and I wasn't even thinking along those lines when I chose this video, but it's interesting to know. All right, well, now we're going to get into one of my selections. This one was a <laughs> – I found it a little fun. This one from 1950 is called Who's Boss? This one was produced by the publisher McGraw-Hill, and it was based on a book that they had published a couple years prior called Marriage for Moderns. Which, by the way, you can actually still find a copy of this book on, uh, on like eBay and, and a few other sellers. Really? It's not still printed, mind you. <laughs> still interesting but if you, to know. But if you want a 50-year-old book, you can still find a copy. 
I, I love fifty year old books. <laughs> oh yeah, I love I love the smell of musty paper. Right, and musty ideals. Those are my favorite. Well, these ideas aren't terribly musty. I think that's what I found interesting about this one is how well modern, frankly, <laughs> some of the ideas and the discussions that this film uh, opens up. The film is about a professional couple, uh, newspaper reporters, I think, or maybe one's a writer, photographer. I, yeah. You know, I don't think it really gets I, into detail. Yeah, I think the way I caught on to it was Mike and Jenny, or Ginny, my bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Mike and Virginia. And Mike is a news reporter, and Virginia is a photographer. And I, I, I mean, they, I think they make it pretty clear they work together. They certainly apparently either work together or work for the same paper. I, I, this is the impression I got. Apparently, the, the marriage is probably fairly new, is the impression I got. And it starts, you, you find out through sort of a, some internal monologuing between the two of them that each one's finding, you know, finding their life together a little difficult. Uh, it's all the typical complaints that you often hear from just about any couple. You know, how you know, one isn't uh, appreciated, one takes the other for granted, you know, well, I work hard, and uh, oh, why does he leave his shoes lying around, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, you why know won't what? she sew my button on? Yeah. Yeah, why can't she get around to sewing this button on? It's like, wow, you know, there's the entire 80s is filled with sitcoms. <laughs> 80s, 90s, and 2000s, honestly, are filled with sitcoms yeah. that are all about these topics. <laughs> also, lives. <laughs> <laughs> my husband yeah. never sews my buttons on. Dang it! <laughs> Ironically, he is the the better not seamstress. Taylor, yeah, better. Taylor, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> now the solutions that are brought up in this were actually, I thought, really progressive for 1950. I agree. I was actually a little surprised by a couple of them. Yeah, it encourages kind of more equality in the home, uh, common chores between the couples. Uh, they sit down and work out you know, the budget and figure out how much money and how they can. Well, you know, if he doesn't go and buy lunch every day, maybe he could pack. And then, well, maybe she would not go out buying new negligee. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she doesn't need that new sweater or something. Uh, it was very interesting. Yeah, I, I, it just it was a lot of the um, the antithesis of sort of the uh, June and Ward Cleaver mentality that we kind of associate with the fifties. Mm-hmm. And I, I should mention that leave it the beaver that, you know, June and Ward come from that doesn't even air for another seven years after this was produced. So funny. That is interesting actually. <laughs> so, I mean, what did you think of this one? I, there was a lot to like, and then I, I just, I really liked their, their solutions to some of the problems and sort of the, how to, um, Oh, how do how kind of tell if one's had a bad day? They yeah. sort of had tells that they, they, they could do. He would come out and he'd twirl his hat. And that was like his sign that She'd I've had her, a rough day. Yeah. Don't start. She'd turn her apron around so it'd be on the back instead of the front. I told my husband that I was going to start doing that. And he could twirl his hat when he'd had a bad day. But no, exactly. I, I agree. I felt like it was surprisingly progressive. And really, I I think that most of the solutions they had were really what we would term good communication today. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was some slightly unrealistic moments. Uh, there were some that, you know, like when he says, oh, okay, I promise you'll never have to ask me. Well, I mean, 
maybe it was realistic for him to promise it, whether or not he follows through <laughs> with it or not. You know, yeah. we all have good intentions, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, that the, you know, Christopher and I mentioned that some of them, you know, mentioned to each other that some of those arguments still, you know, happen, you know, every day in our homes. You know, at one point she says, he says, well, we need to make a budget. And, and Jenny says, oh, no, that would depress me. And I won't tell you which was which, but definitely that conversation had it, uh, its own appearance in my house recently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely things where you don't, you're not seeing it say, oh, Virginia just needs to do whatever Mike says. There is a moment in it that cracks me up because, of course, there's the inevitable transition from a working, from a strictly working couple into a family. You know, there's, Right. inevitably going to be a baby. And I love a line that comes after that. And it says, Mike finally made himself a happy home. That was, that was the one thing that I thought really hurt this one is, is as progressive of the ideas were in the beginning, <laughs> in the end, you know, it, 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 it's still uh, Virginia that stays home and raises the kids. Well, and I think too, like the first time I watched it, that was my take on it also. And when I rewatched it, I think it's just that line that kind of ruins it for you because he goes in and he changes the diaper and she reminds him not to get mad and yell at the kids because they left their toys out. And, you know, she's, I, and I didn't catch it the first time, but she's over there doing some more of her photo development. So she's still doing what she was doing, whether or not it's in a professional capacity, you know, it says Mike doesn't mind if she has work to do from time to time or something professional right. to do from time to time. So yeah, I've definitely transitioned to where she's more of the homemaker. I think he even says he, she's the, or it doesn't matter who is the breadwinner and who is the housemaker. Um, it doesn't matter, but it's, but it's him. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting. I, I was very surprised that I have to admit impressed to see that they actually showed a man supposedly changing a diaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know what he's doing. He walked in the room like rolling up his sleeves. Well, I don't know. I if know. He... <laughs> well, they were showing like pinning the diaper clothes. So. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it, but even so, you know, I felt like it was. There were a lot of. I don't. I definitely don't want to say feminist messages in there. I'm actually. I feel like feminism feminism has been played out to an extent, but in this particular video, I feel like there were some strong equality messages. Yeah, and, well, and like I said, and especially for the time, and considering that, you know, a few a decade later, you yeah. know, they're still fighting the same fight. <laughs> it, and today, today, we're still fighting the same fight. It's a I, different way, but yeah, definitely. It, I mean, it's weird. I think the roles today have even maybe switched a little bit. But mm. um, maybe just for you disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I'm forever wanting my husband to stay home and and take care of the kids. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I'll tell you right now, I'd be happy to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> a lot of men feel that way now, actually. I really do. Yeah. I've had I've had more than one guy friend say that to me. Mm -hmm. But I I thought this was definitely surprising by how you know you, you're you keep using the word progressive, but I think that's accurate. And definitely worth a watch to to to, to see it and just keeping it in mind that this is 1950. Mm -hmm. Right there at the end, I feel like it sort of works against itself it just really does it just it you know the, a few lines and they even make a point of saying that i think in one of her virginia's monologues you know i, I make the same as he does why can't blah 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 right 
Oh, wait. So they make the same and everything. So, you know, it's not the money issue, but when it comes to staying home and raising the kids, <laughs> you know, well, and it, I, it's obviously the wife. I, I like, too, that it says that Mike got a, his um, he got his promotion through hard work and Jenny right. takes care of the kids. <laughs> it's right. like, uh, but but no, I think, you know, there was a lot of there were really some good equality messages going on in it. There really were, really were. It's easy to nitpick, I think. All right, we're going to stay in 1950 for our next film. Uh, this is one Lydia found. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, they, that was a time travel sound. I should have waited till the next one. Yes, oh, definitely. Okay. Save, save any time traveling for for, the, for our last <laughs> film. This one is simply titled Personal Hygiene. It was produced by the U.S. Army. Yay! <laughs> and it... I find it hard to believe, but I'm guessing it was produced to show the incoming troops about, well, personal hygiene. <laughs> Why do you find that hard to believe? I'm curious. I think because of the humorous, lighthearted nature of it. Okay, now that's exactly why I believe that it was made for it. Because <laughs> if you think about it, okay, so you have... Hundreds of men, oh, sorry about the microphone whacking there. You have hundreds of men coming into this shared area. And Christopher, you and I have been doing enough conventions to know <laughs> <laughs> this is a real issue. And not just today. I mean, it's always a real issue. It always has been. Yes. It always will be. And it always amazes me how, you know, like my roommate would have the, back, the bottom of his shower would just be like black and we would shower the mm. same amount. But for some reason, he seemed to have so much more dirt on his body than I do on mine. <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm sure there's some kind of a logical explanation for it. However, that's kind of beside the point. <laughs> but there, you know, it's a very real issue. But you also have to take into account that these are, you know, men who are probably fairly young and you want to make sure that they're really paying attention. So if you do a serious, boring video then, or, you know, message or talk or whatever, they're going right. to be falling asleep, not paying attention. So I actually thought this was a brilliant delivery of what is really a pretty serious topic, especially if you take into account some of the things they say a little bit later on about sickness and disease in the army. That's true. And I guess, you know, the last thing you want to do is, as, as people are coming, if you're going to use it as sort of a, well, I guess it's post-recruitment, but yeah. you got people coming in. The last thing you wanted to do is, well, well the Army sucks. Right. So you're going to hate it. <laughs> Pay attention. You're going to want to make it seem as fun and as light, you know, as good a time as possible. Exactly. And I think they, they definitely go a little over the top. A little Maybe uh -huh. just a little. <laughs> but but it did, you know, I thought as a delivery. It's practically seven brides for seven brothers <laughs> without the brides. <laughs> it's seven brothers for seven brothers. <laughs> it, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I do love, I, I promised to bring up Twitter later on. The first line is the bird's <laughs> Twitter. And I thought, no, they tweet. But they tweet. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the film the film follows. We go into a, a, a barracks, and it starts describing a few of the the men that are in there, and they each have you know a couple minor problems, but there's one in particular. Poor Homer. Homer's got some bad hygiene. <laughs> he's he's got such bad hygiene that he scratches himself in his sleep. 
Exactly, exactly. And his barrack mates decide that they need to do something about this. They actually pick him up <laughs> out of his bed and throw him in the creek, give him the closest thing he's had for a bath in a while. <laughs> he, he comes in, of course, he's, he's feeling low. So he sings himself a little kind of a honky-tonk blues number. Look down. Down that lonesome road before the travel. be six feet underground. Maybe that's why even your best friends won't tell you. Are you trying to tell me that I smell? Oh, no, Homer. I smell. You stink. Now you listen here now to me. Now you listen to me. It's time you did more listening and less talking. It's time you found out why your own buddies hold their noses. The fighting word. Good. Maybe if you're in a fighting mood, you can do something about fixing up what's wrong with you. Like what? Like taking a bath regularly, for instance, with soap and hot water. You're a soldier in the army. I'm a good soldier. What good's a soldier if he spends most of his time in the hospital? I'm not a gold brick. I haven't landed in the hospital yet. No, but you're going to. I love what he says. If I was any lower, I'd be six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, one of, I can't tell if it's a just a fellow uh, soldier or if it's actually his superior, but tries to have a discussion with him about his hygiene. And the guy, poor Homer, he just, he doesn't even, he just doesn't understand the, the manual that the guy tries to show him. He said, he doesn't understand the words in it. I love what he says though. He, you know, he says, well, maybe that's Homer. Maybe that's why, you know, even your closest friends won't tell you. And he says, are you trying to say I smell? And he goes, no, Homer, I smell. You stink. <laughs> yeah. It's so direct. It's like, yes, it is. It's great. They are communicating to men here. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to talk to him about the germs and cleanliness and how important it is, but Homer's, he's just not getting it. It's not sinking in. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those parts, you know, that he even says in the last where we had more casualties from those little bugs than anything else. And, and you know, they're, yeah, they're trying to really drive across the you know, these things, okay, yeah, it may not seem like a big deal, but if you let yourself get to a certain point, then it like, can kill you. Well, while he's out of the room, everyone decides that what they need to do is turn all the stuff that's in that personal hygiene into something that Homer can easily understand. So they turn, turn everything into folk songs. Okay, now I... I have a I have an idea for this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a pitch because here's my thought. You're joining the army, right? They have to get you to come watch this video. Be like, tonight, lads, we're going to watch the personal hygiene video featuring the popular verses out of the manual, such as soap and water, brush them up and brush them down. <laughs> Homer Turner eats and eats and spick and span is now my song. <laughs> I just could see him like doing a playlist of popular favorites like... I, the titles of these, or I mean, the messages in the songs are hilarious. And the worst or best part about it is from this very moment when they first come up with this idea to teach Homer songs to get the message across, right. these songs are so peppy and so catchy. I was seriously sitting there watching this, like, swaying along to <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this is so fun. 
And then like, that's, that's exactly what they're trying to do is say, hey guys, like, you know, it may be serious, but it's also fun. <laughs> How's this? What are we gonna do with a dirty soldier? What are we gonna do with a dirty soldier? What are we gonna do with a dirty soldier early in the morning? Oh my, how he rises. Oh my, how he rises. Oh my, how he rises early in the morning. Put him in a shower to wash all over. Put him in a shower to wash all over. Put him in a shower to wash all over early in the morning. Oh my, now he rises. Oh my, now he rises. Oh my, now he rises. Without B.O. in the morning. Without B.O. in the morning. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, hey, how about dreaming up something about soap and yeah, you water? You could definitely see. I could see where, <laughs> if you had like a young child that didn't want to take a bath, sort of thing. Yes. You could definitely take these lyrics and you could make the bath time fun. <laughs> it, there is that scene where they, you know, where Homer's just like, "Oh, guys, that's a great song," and they're like, "Homer, you got to get in the shower to sing that song with us." <laughs> and they haul him in and strip him down and start soaping him up. And I mean, it is, it's a, it's a hilarious scene and I don't necessarily think it's meant to be taken literally, <laughs> but definitely, I mean, you know, it's going to, it's going to crack you up. It's not meant to be taken as anything more than what it, oh, it, no, what it was, it's what you mean. Yes. Definitely not. <laughs> but it, it was it, an I, innocent time. <laughs> it was a very innocent time, but I mean, and that's part of it, you know, it's, again, you know, it's a sense of camaraderie, but also, you know, Hey, nobody wants to smell you. Well, I'm happy to say that after a few songs and a few let uh, the shower song, soaping and water, the brush and teeth song, uh, Homer finally starts to get it, and he cleans up pretty pretty nicely. So, uh, what? Go ahead. No, I, I, were you going to keep talking about it? <laughs> we're going to end up with a couple of quotes I have to do. <laughs> well, I was just going to say because after they get a, get the outside all clean, they start looking at Homer's diet. Yes, this is, I think this is, you know, this is where that favorite song of ours, Homer Turner eats and eats, you know, like old McDonald's, Homer Turner eats and eats that doesn't eat a good meal or something like that. <laughs> and, and I love this message. They've got this moment where they're like, oh yeah, you know, eating, uh, eating sweets gets rid of, you know, oh, tooth decay gets rid of toothaches. And he says, wait a minute, tooth decay gets rid of toothaches? Right. That doesn't make sense. And they go, it does if you have to have all your teeth pulled. You don't have to anymore. <laughs> and I yep. love the next thing they say. They're like, oh, Hank over there used to, you know, used to eat sweets all the time, but he can't anymore. And then the, the narrator goes, yes, Hank used to love steak. Now he's mush. <laughs> I busted up laughing. I well, if, like, he'd, if he'd use his dentures, he could eat anything he wanted. So <laughs> serious it's just like hank used to love steak but now he's dead i was just like oh it's so horrible it gets so dark so fast (laughs) but oh they're they're little moments like that and then you know they're talking about the socks and the guy says uh, confucius say man who do not change socks daily change friends daily and i was like oh my god that's so racist (laughs) but it's also kind of funny Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, there are some great lines. I got a kick out of the the good diet equals vim, vigor, and vitality. I totally wrote that down too. And then the next thing that they talk about is diarrhea. Is the, 
Yeah, diarrhea. <laughs> flies. Yeah, don't let oh. the flies. Kind of keep the flies away oh. because flies means diarrhea. So, you know, wash your hands. All right. <laughs> this, this film, or these two films, because it is a two-parter, they go back and forth between really grim and, like, just ridiculous. Yeah, isn't it when they're talking about the diet and they start mentioning about how, the, you know, the vim, vigor, and vitality, that's where they go into, like, all the, the, the war footage? Yeah. They, they <laughs> that allows you men, men to, you know, be ready to perform their best, and then they're all shooting and crawling through barbed wire. and Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think it yeah it ends. I think you're right that and the the film sort of ends talking about socks and shoes and <laughs> covering covering your mouth when you sneeze. Yeah, well, and then they move on to uh, you know oh Homer's sad because he doesn't have a oh shoot I'm gonna forget it's a class A oh class A pass yes. or something. and then you know oh he gets to go to the barn dance after all and and they ask him to sing some songs and he starts singing the ones they taught him if you brush your teeth you'll always find you'll have all your teeth to chew and grind no no homer uh, not those lyrics oh no Oh, I get you. What are you gonna do with a dirty soldier? What are you gonna do with a dirty soldier? No, no, Homer. Those lyrics are no good for a mixed audience. Oh, now I got you, Pat. Oh, when I was young, I used to think that water was only fit to drink. But now I've learned it'll help chase dirt. Keep you healthy, clean, and pert. Spick and span is now my song. Spick and span, be healthy and strong. Spick and span, and you'll live long until you're old and gray. Let's go, fellas. Spick and span is now my song. Spick and span, be healthy and strong. Spick and span, and you'll live long until. And at one point they say, that's not an okay song for mixed company. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's something like, uh, what do you do with the dirty soldier? Ah, uh, that's what it was. Oh, what, do yeah. what do you do with the dirty soldier? What do you do with the dirty soldier? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. But no, Homer, Homer, in the end, he gets all cleaned up and he gets to go to the dance and he gets Myrtle. Oh, yeah. Myrtle was a bit of a floozy. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was kind of seeing three different guys same time so yeah exactly one. yeah this is an absolute must watch i think somebody <laughs> on our facebook said they started to watch it i think it might have been ron he said he got to the shower scene but he said <laughs> he says he says honestly though this needs to be shown in every place of work yes <laughs> seriously it's it's, it's really true tra- really sad but true yep though that was a fun one i i'm glad i don't know how you found it where you dug it up um it was a yeah. I think you're right. It was in kind of split for some reason. But it, was it on YouTube or archive split up that way? It was on archive. Yeah. Really, that's odd that it was split up. I put it back together, so it's one. <laughs> oh, nice, thank you. It's one half an hour film on our YouTube channel, so you, it's it, it's an easy watch. Thank you. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think that's why I I said, you know, I'm cheating a little and putting a two-parter in here. But it was just too good to pass up. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be a two-parter. The way it was cut, it was literally just stops and the next one picks up. So it was, I mean, I literally kind of stuck one and put the other one at the end of it and it matched up exactly. So I don't know why anyone cut it. Yeah. Slow slow upload speeds, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, and I should, we should mention, yeah, it is. Effectively, song and dance all the way through. It really <laughs> is. There are a couple of like somber moments, like you know, Hank used to love steak, or or you know, the guys crawling through the barbed wire. But for the most part, it's just them singing songs about getting clean. And you know, we haven't really mentioned uh, the acting in any of our films <laughs> yet. But honestly, you know, the acting was pretty good in this one. I, you know, I honestly thought Who's Boss was, boss was excellent. I There were yes. moments when I forgot I was watching an educational film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Who's Boss was great. The the kids must eat. Obviously, it's not. Which, I, well, I wouldn't count that one because there's not a lot of exactly. you know, acting. But, right. But this one, I agree. There was, you know, Homer was maybe a little over the top with his ignorance. But by yeah. the end of it, he's this, you know, upright, polished, shiny guy. And he's doing great, you know. And well, there's you know what? not I, any really bad over the top acting. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'd say that Who's Boss probably wins the mark for acting, and maybe the personal hygiene, I think, was probably the best well-directed. I agree with that. Yeah, there there were certain moments, and it was just how how the actors in the film acted with each other and how natural some of it was. It was just sort of, it wasn't, oh, let me step up and... Oh yes, you should have that blister. Yeah. Like, I, it was very like it was just matter of fact. He's tying his shoes. Like hey, uh, you might want to get the medic to yeah. look at that. You know, oh, okay, hey it, medic. And yeah, it, it, it just it, it was a really nice flow. It was paced well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think directing certainly goes to the army. Oh definitely. <laughs> well, in the his superior or the guy that starts trying to talk to him and comes up with this song idea, you know, mm-hmm. he honestly yeah, he could get an award. <laughs> he was really good. He's really exceptional because you never, through the entire thing, you don't notice him as an actor. All right, we're going to jump ahead about 17 years now. We're going to 1967. Told you I'd bring it back. <laughs> yep. Do it again. Give it. Give us your time travel. <laughs> Actually, I beautiful. Think, Love it. You know that's. I stole that, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the year is 1967. And the film that we are going to discuss is 1999 A.D. Dun, dun. This is a vision of 32 years into the future. I feel like that should have echoed future, future, future. It just may. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> this was uh, produced by the uh, Philco Ford Company. Or was it the Ford Philco Company? Again, I thought I had it written down, and now I can't find it. And it kind of gives a glimpse of what they, they felt the future is going to be like. And i got to admit, they did a pretty spot-on job in a lot of places on this I one. I agree. They really, in, in a bizarre, kind of surreal 1960s way, granted. Yeah. Yep. But you are right. There was a lot very accurately predicted. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, though, I should mention, you know, we were talking about how none of these really have any stars. Well, this one actually has Wink Martindale uh, as the father figure here in the in this story. Wink Martindale was a disc jockey and game show host who might be most known for hosting Tic Tac Doe from 1978 to 1985. I didn't know it went that long. 
He did. I know. It was amazing. Well, and that was just that incarnation of it. I think it actually started out prior to that with a different host and went for several years and then stopped. And then it was revived in 78 and ran that long with Wink Martindale as the host. And he hosted many other uh, game show. In fact, you can see a lot of it. He's still around and he's got his own YouTube channel that he launched back in 2014. No way. And it's called Wink's Vault. And it's a really fun site with lots of clips from game shows. There is game show uh, pilot episodes and uh, a few other uh, you know odds and ends. And it's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of stuff through his entire career. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good time. I would really recommend anyone going and checking that out. I'm already doing it. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, we're looking at, you know, this is 1967. This is the Ford Filco uh, company, and they are looking to see, kind of predicting what the future is going to be like 32 years later. And, you know, they predict, let's see, they've got uh, module housing, microwave meals, computer-led homeschooling, online shopping. Video conferencing. Video conferencing, yeah, and online bill paying. Some of this stuff. It, the first, it, it's really impressive. In fact, it was so spot on that apparently sometime back in the early 2000s, about 2007, some clips of this thing surfaced showing Wink you know, doing his online shopping or the whatever. And it was kind of going around the Internet and people thought it was fake because it was so spot on. Wow. Uh, there's actually even a, a page on uh, Snopes. <laughs> that Wait, no, this is a real thing. That's fantastic. Because that totally, I mean, there's there's a moment in this where he's sitting at a computer and he takes out this little tiny thing and puts it into the computer to pull up some information. And I wrote down mini SD cards. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, they've got mini SD cards. There was some stuff that I also thought was a little, maybe a little disturbing. <laughs> like the fact that the mother had no idea <laughs> how it worked. <laughs> that, that I know that's not what you're talking about, but that was that was a moment for me right there. They had this house that had everything you could possibly need. It was this huge, sort of like I said, module home with including a gym and an office and a kitchen area. And each 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 section specialized for whatever it needed to do. And then there was also some sort of centralized form of healthcare that if not outright dictates what you should eat and how you should exercise, really strongly, strongly encourages it. (laughs) It was a little weird. There are a lot of people that would really appreciate that because, you know, half the struggle is the decision-making. Yeah, well, there you go. I guess that makes me creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I totally get what you're saying because it's almost the computer starts arguing with him at one point about what he can do and what he can't do. Yeah, like when it, with his exercise. Oh, you need to do this many reps of this long on the exercise cycle and this many. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, no, you really need to do this. Oh, okay. And then she's trying to make lunch and, you know, he wants a ham cheeseburger with fries and and it comes back with, oh, how about a whole wheat sandwich on blah, blah. <laughs> well, and that was a part when one thing that I actually wrote down as being very accurate about the future was he still wanted a cheeseburger, fries and a beer. <laughs> and they're right on with that. And that's still seems that's true. To be the most popular food. That's true. But I, I thought it was interesting that he was willing to like, oh, okay, I'll have the whole wheat sandwich. That doesn't sound at all as appetizing yeah. as a hamburger. Well, did you notice that the last thing on the screen for that was a zero uh, was a no calorie beer? 
again, predicting the future can be creepy and accurate. <laughs> Don't they have that now? Like, oh, I think they probably do. I wouldn't know. It's not any beer I would drink. <laughs> I don't know. But I actually I'm thought... it up, darn it. <laughs> I actually almost felt like the, the family sort of seemed almost enslaved by the computer. They were actually almost creepily personality-free. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the, the part where, you know, the kid is pops up on the mo- mother's, you know, screen center and like, I'm hungry. And she says, okay, how about food in two minutes? You know, and then he starts counting down from 120. And then he and the dad come in at the same time to count down from three. And then she walks up and just as they hit zero and puts the lunch down. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's just creepy. But, but yeah, I, I, and they mention that too. They say, you know, is it too too cold, too sterile? You know, and it's like it's only as un as cold and sterile as the light filtered through some kind of a window pane, you know, and mm-hmm. she reaches up and touches a button and the window tint disappears and makes it all funny, which, Hey, that would be cool. I would love to have that. That's yeah. obviously not one of those things. Yeah. Technology wise, it was just, it was really impressive how spot on they were. And it was just the society aspects of their future mm-hmm. that I thought was a little, a little odd and, and, and slightly disturbing. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, I guess it makes sense of the te- technology because, I mean, it was produced by a company that, I mean, that's their job. I mean, that's what they're doing. They are creating the technologies future, that exactly. we're good. Yeah, they're creating the future. Well, I'm but sure. it was just an odd choice on the society that they wrap around mm-hmm. you know, their technology. Well, I was curious to know, too, because the, the emblem for it, the Ford side of the emblem looked a lot like Ford that we know now. And actually, mm-hmm. I was thinking more along the lines of Ford Aerospace, which I think has been, I don't know if Ford Aerospace still exists, but I know it did in the 80s and 90s. And I was curious if it was the same company. Um, I didn't find anything on it. But. The, the Ford that was you're talking about in this film is the same Ford that we know today. I mean, they're, they're the car manufacturers. Uh, okay. They they bought oh, up company. the Philco company. And, oh, and slowly okay. integrated it into, them, into themselves, I believe. Well, and I believe that Ford... Um, aerospace will, is a, or was a branch of, you know, the Ford Motor. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, microwave ovens and stuff weren't new, new technology. It, I, mean, I think that the, tech, the technology existed in 1970, but we were far away from having, you know, the, the in-home models, uh, at least by five to ten years, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, uh, not so much groundbreaking, but yeah, that was expected. Yeah. Um, certainly, though, the online shopping and online bill paying. Fingertip shopping will be one of the many homemakers' conveniences. This video console will be channeled into the store of her choice. There, a camera will scan a display of wares, which she will select by push button. Another part of this console is a household monitor screen which maintains a watch on critical areas in the house, swimming pool, or yard. What the wife selects on her console will be paid for by the husband at his counterpart console. All bills and transactions will be carried out electronically. A central bank computer will debit the family's account the amount of purchases and credit the department store, for example informing the family's home computer at the same time. 
father, at the touch of a button, receives an instantaneous printed copy of his budget, the amount of taxes he owes, the payments left on the car, and so forth. All documents and household records are available on the video screen for immediate reference. Also at his disposal is an electronic correspondence machine, or home post office, which allows for instant written communication between individuals anywhere in the world. Yeah, they call it fingertip. I love the, the line, though. It's what the wife buys at her console will be paid for by the husband at his console. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, probably not, guys. <laughs> I can't handle the bills. It's hard. <laughs> well, it just cracked me up because I was like, they actually assume that in 1999, you're still going to have that family structure, which mm. it does still exist. It's just not nearly as prevalent. Right. Uh, you know, you don't have nearly as many, I mean, in, in older couples, yes, but, you know, especially, you know, people your age, your age, <laughs> your age and my age, <laughs> um, I think it's a little, it's less common. I think they also had, they don't explain how it happens, but you get the impression they have a party and everyone's talking about <laughs> how, oh, how they were over in Paris and, and it, like it was just the other day. So apparently in this society, you know, it, they have this technology that allows very fast travel all around the world. Yeah, they're talking about because there's a part where after the um, fitness section, it says mm-hmm. you know that the that hard training comes with benefits, and he's like calling his buddy to go play golf, and they're talking about playing in Florida and then in California, and then he's like, well, let's see what Mexico looks like because the weather in California right. is going to be rough this weekend. So yeah, I mean, they definitely make it sound as if you can get from one place to the, you know thousands of miles in a matter of a few hours yeah and then they have a very if i'm not mistaken they have a fairly mixed um party and they talk about oh i I found this really great musical artist you know on my last trip to south africa and you know or my last weekend i think yeah south america yeah yeah Yeah, and then i mean aside from maybe we should talk about the the musician at the end separately um other things, you know, they have online chess and then they have, uh, they just, yeah, they have so many things that are, you know, I love that it's a virtually a dirt free environment. And so she is a potter to hit her hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the party scene at the end is definitely interesting. And I think, you know, they, they showcase some things like instant video playback that definitely wasn't prevalent at the time. Right. You know, and well, then yeah, this point, is a time when computers were literally, if not rooms, entire floors of buildings. Yeah. And that was something I was thinking of because they have that fingertip shopping. And, and we're looking at I love it because she's looking at the screen, pushing buttons in front of her. But then there's this whole other like typewriter next to her that she uses to order things. You know, mm-hmm. and we're looking at that going, oh, that's so clunky. Well, of course, we're doing all this on our phones now. But back right. that time, that was a tiny like that was almost unimaginable to have a computer that small. Or to have, you know, something where you could shop just by, you know, electronically looking at something and pushing a button. Well, and if you think, too, I mean, they were predicting into 1999, and they were only maybe, they weren't off by that far. It was only maybe a decade prior that the closest thing that we had to, quote-unquote, home computers was a big clunky box on a desk. Exactly. Most of us didn't have a home computer. It was something you had at school. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, schools might have had one or two. Maybe you know they had the computer room and it had a bunch of Radio Shack TRS 80s or something like that. Maybe an Apple IIe. <laughs> you know, so by 1999, that was really when the home computer, in its earliest form, and I'm talking like the old Mac classics with all of its, you know, 
two megabit, two megabytes of RAM. Wow. You know, yeah. kind of stuff started coming into the home. Well, so yeah. they, they weren't that far off. I mean, certainly the internet, they maybe had the internet advanced a little far, but as far as home computers? Not as far as you'd think. I, I mean, as far as the functionality of the internet, definitely. Uh, yeah. my, my brother was, I, I love it. There's a part right after they're talking about him paying for her purchases. He, you know, they say he, they have instant written communication between two individuals anywhere in the world and he's handwriting it. But essentially mm-hmm. he's in on a, he's chatting with somebody essentially, right. you know, and in, in, in 1995, 1994, my brother was actually doing that as one of the first people to do that when, you know, before even IRC was around. You, right. The very first chat rooms, well, not even chat rooms, the very first message. The message boards. boards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was 1995. And so, yeah, I think you're right. They were advanced maybe just a little bit, but not by a lot. No, they really pegged it. And it's really impressive. So let's talk about the music. Okay, we can talk. <laughs> I I'm sorry. This was one of the parts where I, you know, I was watching this and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's interesting. Oh, that's creepily accurate. And then it gets to the part where they're showing this music, and it's almost like a scene in like a '40s or '50s musical where it cuts away and it has like the music segment, and then it goes back, you know, like in Singing in the Rain, where he starts expl- explaining what the last song and dance is going to be like. And it just kind of cuts over and then he does the whole thing and then it cuts back and they're like, I don't know. That sounds like a good idea. They do the same thing here where they're like, Oh, you should see that you should hear this musician. And then it pops up on the screen and you watch this entire performance. (laughs) And not only is it like a a scene from a movie, from a musical, but it is really, I, I mean, this singer is really a remarkable singer (laughs) he is exceptional and so it was it was bizarre to me that uh, it's very ethnic I would call the style of music but as a vocalist this guy is it took me I couldn't figure out at first if he was really singing it because it's it's almost like that scene in the fifth element where she's not really singing it, by the way. But the <laughs> no. first time you see it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this music is incredible. And then you're like, oh, it's a synthesizer, darn. But in this yeah. case, it's not a synthesizer. This guy apparently really is singing this. So I, they chose a really interesting way to showcase this particular type of technology. Yeah, very much. And, you know, that type of it. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that they would do something that, well, you use the word ethnic, but that. Um, Culturally. International, cultural. Yeah, I mean, because even the party was very international. Was the word I was looking? At. I called it. I was trying to think of the word of you know the mixed party, but it was yeah. it was a it was a cultural, it was an international type of party. Yeah, and when you take uh, into account that this was very close to the earliest part of racial integration and all of that, exactly. you know, you have, you know, African. There was the sense of equality. Yep, and they're all just friends and hanging out, and and that exactly. too, I feel like, is very accurate to how today is. In yep. my social circle, that's exactly accurate. And a lot of the predictions of the future, especially ones manufa- done by car companies, <laughs> uh, they're all very fanciful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, you're flying on your electric highways. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, things that... And, and, and are, you know, jet-powered cars and the, you know, fed by the atomic batteries and, you yeah. know, things like that. And for this one to be that grounded... Well, and they do mention at one point, I think maybe at the end, they say this may look like fantasy, but we have the technology for everything that you see here already at our fingertips. It exists. We just have to figure out how to get it out to everybody. 
Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's part of, I think, what makes it so interesting is we really are looking at the very beginning of these technologies before they were prolific. Yeah, maybe that's it. No, I think prolific works. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm leaving it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I did find, actually, yes, Philco Ford was the same as Ford Aerospace, essentially. Oh, okay. You know, so they were around for years and years afterwards and obviously were a huge part of, I mean, still exist, so. Mm Mm-hmm probably not a huge surprise that they were some of those the four the leaders of these technological advances or definitely some of the yeah but this one was is definitely worth a watch just because like like i said because so many of the visions of the future are so ridiculous when you look back (laughs) on them now uh the fact that they got this one so close to being right with only missing it by a couple decades maybe uh it 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 makes it a, a really interesting watch it, it does. It really does. It's funny because it feels like this bizarre mix of, like, the original Star Trek and just, like, <laughs> an ad for anything today. Just feels yeah. like, it feels like they, I mean, I can totally. You're right. This is it. Why, why the Enterprise is off exploring a galaxy. <laughs> this is what's happening on Earth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's totally it. <laughs> that it. But, I mean, that that's totally, yeah. I mean. That really is what it feels like when you're watching this, especially, you know. Hey, well, it's at the right time. You think 1967, that's yeah. right in the middle of Star Trek or right at the beginning of Star Trek's run. Yeah. Well, and I love it, too, because, you know, we talk about how, well, I've had conversations about how the original series of Star Trek was actually what led us to create so many kinds of technologies we have today. You know, right. the, the the handheld communicator is so much like a cell phone and being able to look at somebody and talk to them on a screen, obviously video conferencing. So many of the, you know, sliding doors. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, you're true. I know. Right? No, <laughs> airplane. No. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, so, so much of it is from that era. So it's, it, it's interesting that, I, I, well, I suppose I'm just trying to say it's not much of a stretch to see those parallels and, to see that this video would come out around the same time that Star Trek was so popular because it Star Trek pushed a lot of that. And I think, you know, this is just that illustration of that next step happening. Well, I got to tell you going through all these, you know, there's tons of these things online, whether it's YouTube or archive.org, you could find so many of these uh, educational films, uh, PSAs. uh, I think, uh, what was it? Um, industrial films. And it's so much fun. There were so many that I enjoyed. It was really ended up being a lot harder to pick mm-hmm. just a couple to discuss than I, than I thought it would be. Yeah. As a form of entertainment, whether you're looking at it from, you know, his, historical value or whether you're looking at it as just something to kind of chuckle at because you right. know, a bunch of army guys, you know, soaping another guy. down. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get that image out of my head. And there's nothing <laughs> creepy or weird about it, which is kind of what's creepy and weird about it. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're they're so entertaining in each one. I, I didn't, I don't think I, I think maybe one I started watching and got bored, but that was out of, you know, I don't know, many. <laughs> you know, maybe probably over a dozen. Now, I will say that there are a few that you can look back on, and they're honestly a, a bit offensive. <laughs> In today's eyes. Uh, there, I saw one that was, um, there were a couple of clips and it was like, and they were actually commercials and they were uh, cartoons, but they were talking about how, like, oh gosh, I want to say Benny Goodman's band couldn't work if 
uh, you know, black people and white people wouldn't play in a band together. And then it goes through right. a whole bunch of different ones like that. And it was surreal because we all know that there was an era where that was really something that they needed to put in commercials. Mm-hmm. But it's also bizarre because it's, it's not offensive. It's the opposite of offensive, but it's also very... But yeah. why they had to do it is offensive. Exactly. Well, yeah. And there was one, yeah. with, you know, Jewish people that, you know, oh, he won't play with this or he won't do this because this guy's Jewish and this guy's Asian. And and it's like, you know, we all work together and we're all a stronger country. It was very patriotic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are definitely there are definitely some that are that can definitely be construed as offensive. And there are some where it's really interesting to see how they're working against that. Uh, that racial profiling or, or inequality of any type. It's very interesting. And I was also very fascinated to learn about how many things can lead to communism. Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> I was worried about that. My husband was doing the laundry today and I thought he might be becoming a communist. It's possible. It's po- I, if, he was use, if he was using the wrong detergent, you know, maybe. I, I think he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, I watched a I few where, too. you know, drugs... Could be communism. Oh my know. goodness! That's gonna be homosexuality, <laughs> communism. Didn't get your working on time. You might be a communist. Might be a communist. <laughs> communism. Wow. Not- notice Frank across the street hasn't. Uh, he doesn't drive an American car. He also communist. Yeah, he also doesn't <laughs> hang a flag on his front porch. Or wow, yeah. it's easy to tell. It's actually surprisingly easy to tell who's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But no, yeah, they're they're great to watch. It's something that I don't think I would have thought of if I think this was recommended to us, and I don't think I would have thought of it necessarily. Yeah, I'm not sure if this one was recommended to us. I don't I, I don't recall. I, it was just it one. May, I, I, yeah, I, it may have been your brilliant idea, and if so, Christopher, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I think that's going to do it. I would recommend people. You know, it's a great way. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff on TV, and there's lots of other great movies to watch and everything. But really, if you're looking to just pass some time, just dig one of these up and watch them. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're short. And they're and they're all short. I mean, our uh, personal hygiene was a half an hour long. That's the longest you're probably going to find. Yeah, that was that was a pretty lengthy one. Well, as I was sitting here just a minute ago, I, I was flipping through my notebook. And I realized that this is the end of this particular notebook. And I was going back, and this particular notebook starts with us talking about the last man on Earth. Wow. And that, I think, is a great time to mention that. Did you know that next month will be our three-year anniversary? No, I did not. We'll have to come up with something special to celebrate. I I, I think we should. And so it's... um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I, Christopher, I mean, just, I've officially yes. been with you longer than I've been with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that won't change over time, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's. But yeah, it's been it's it's just it's been a fun three years, yeah. and I, I hope to you know keep doing it for yeah. as long as we can find something fun to talk about. I know. I hope our celebration isn't us deciding to end it. I don't think <laughs> nope, it is. No. <laughs> Yeah. Nope, it's just something because last, you know, our two year, our, our one year and two year, or our one year mark, I guess, I, we just blew by and didn't yeah. even mention it. Yeah. And our two year mark, we did, we did actually mention, but didn't do anything special <laughs> or anything. So it's just three year comes up, like, oh, well, I guess maybe we should actually mention that it's going to happen, if nothing else. <laughs> maybe we'll do like a, a raffle or whoever sends us the best question will get a, you know, free box of tissues or a <laughs> 1967 cap lock button from a, 
keyboard. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. I'll send him. I will send him my notebook. Oh, my notebook filled with know. movie reviews. That, that could actually become very valuable. Most of them. Someday. Most of them. Most of them. Orphan Entertainment reviews. There's maybe well, one or two that uh, were for something else, but mostly Orphan Entertainment reviews. I'll, I will send them my. You send us any feedback for our third year anniversary episode well, enter- feedback or comments you know uh email or voicemail and i i will i will have a drawing if there's actually more than one and i will send you my notebook guys this is a golden opportunity <laughs> when this podcast becomes really popular and you know i of course it's public domain so <laughs> i don't i assume it's public domain we never yeah. really talked about copyright <laughs> Nope. I would assume it is. Uh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll even, I'll even kind of uh, sweeten the pot. Uh, yeah, I'll sweeten the pot a little bit. What I will do is I will uh, on the cover of one of the covers. I, I will sign a personalized message to whoever wins it, and then I will send it to Lydia, and she will oh, do the same. I will do the same thing. I think that's. And then we will, and then we will send it to you. Yep. So there you go. from us at Orphaned Entertainment. Now, if that is not worth sending in an email <laughs> or a voicemail, I don't know what is. Uh, I, I can't think of anything better. So send it to orphanedentertainment at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear or, <laughs> or read what you guys send. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Can't wait to uh, hear your thoughts on this and any other episodes on the Facebook page or you know through the email. Always appreciate you guys downloading. You know our, our download numbers are, are just fine. Our YouTube activity is fantastic. I can't ask for any more than that. So thank you very much, and <clears throat> excuse me. We'll talk to you next time. And uh, <clears throat> from me too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Yep. Bye all. Bye.